We are back after a brief two-month hiatus. Our guest today is the hilarious Disney World host, MC, and comedian, Mark Daniel. My name is Jason, and this is the Disney Dude Into Podcast Extended Edition. Well, let's do this. Welcome to the first ever extended edition of my podcast. How are you today, Mark? Hey, Jason, I'm fantastic. But first of all, do I call you Jason or do I call you Disney Dude? You can call me Jason. Everyone on Twitter can call me Disney Dude. Okay, all right. So we're not on Twitter, so you're Jason right now. That's correct. All right. Let me just list a few of the things that you do. You're the host of Inside Disney Parks and the host of the Disney Parks blog live streams. You're a panel host for Star Wars Celebration, New York Comic Con, Playlist Live, and you're the warm-up host of the Walt Disney World Christmas Day Celebration on ABC. So I guess my first question for you is, when do you sleep? (laughs) Uh, I got some sleep today before this interview. For those that don't know Mark Daniel, here's a quick snippet of some of the things he does in his career. Who is Mark Daniel? You've probably seen him at Walt Disney World directing some of the biggest shows, like the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Mark Daniel hypes up the crowd before Disney's annual Christmas Day Parade on ABC and helps make an otherwise restless crowd into a big family that doesn't even notice they're waiting at all. For years, Mark Daniel has been that guy who comes out just before the main event and gets the crowd on their feet. New York Comic Con, please make some noise and welcome the one and only Mark Daniel! Everybody. My name is Mark Daniel. I did this last year. I do New York Comic Con. I'm the kind of pre-show guy. I come to talk to you guys, get you guys hyped up because there's nothing but awesome what's about to happen. Can you agree with that? Yeah. Let's hear it from Mark Daniel. Yeah. He's awesome, isn't he? <laughs> that was awesome. I want to meet myself now. <laughs> Which of those is your favorite things to do as a job? Oh, one of my favorite things to do would probably be the Christmas Day Parade. That's a lot of fun. So what I do is uh, I'm the warm-up host for that, and I actually won a daytime Emmy for doing that. The technical team and the warm-up is part of that, won a daytime Emmy for 2015, 2016. So that's a lot of fun because um, I like entertaining crowds, and I love a Disney crowd, and that's what I do best. So all day, I have Magic Kingdom as my backdrop, and Cinderella Castle as my backdrop. And I have a captive audience of fun people. And a lot of them are actually cast members that come in to be the the crowds for the taping of the Christmas Day Parade. And I have fun uh, telling the audience what to do and also entertaining them because sometimes there's a lot of downtime. So I have fun uh, entertaining them. Back in 2013, I was actually there in the audience of the Disney Christmas Parade. And that's when your nickname, hashtag Not Nick Cannon, started. Can you tell us more about how you got that nickname? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happened is one day I came out on stage and nobody knew who I was. I came out on stage and I said, hey, first of all, guys, I am not Nick Cannon. And they started laughing and somebody in the crowd yelled out, hashtag Not Nick Cannon. And I just laughed about it and we kept going. So people started hashtagging Not Nick Cannon. And probably about an hour later, I walked backstage and one of the uh, stage managers came out to me and says, Mark, do you know that Not Nick Canning is trending on Twitter? And I was like, what's, what's that mean? And then I didn't even know what trending was. And they were like, it's trending. Like people are just taking pictures of you or saying they're here with you and they're hashtagging hashtag Not Nick Cannon. So that really stuck for a while. And it's fun. Sometimes I still hear people, even if I'm not at Disney, somebody come up to me, oh, look, it's hashtag Not Nick Cannon. 
And it just reminds me that, oh, that was pretty fun. And you were probably there those years ago when that first came up. Yeah, that guy that shouted hashtag not in a cannon, that guy was me. Was it seriously, Jason? Was that you? That was me. <laughs> well, you know what? I got to thank you, man. I have to thank you for giving me uh, giving me a little bit of celebrity as hashtag not Nick Cannon. So thank you, Jason. You're welcome. No, really. Seriously, you're welcome. <laughs> and I do remember meeting you when you did Lights, Motors, Action. Yeah, you came into the break room uh, on one of my last days working at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Took a picture with me. It was very cool. Yeah, I remember you came, you came out and you were telling me you'd seen me before. And I was like, it was really cool, man. It was nice to meet you. And um, I loved that show. That was a really fun show. And everybody worked really hard on that show. How did you get started at Disney? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I got started back in 1992. And... Uh, I don't know if you remember this parade. It was called the um, Electric Light Parade, which uh, has left Walt Disney World. has gone back home to Disneyland, California. I got the job in the um, Electric Light Parade as what was called a canopy carrier. And there was this huge lighted canopy that dancers would dance underneath, but they needed tall people to carry that canopy. That's what, that was my first job at Walt Disney World, was a canopy carrier in the Electric Light Parade. And so eventually you wound up having like 15 jobs at Disney from that? <laughs> well, it was a long process. After that, I got into, from Canopy Carry, I moved into uh, the parade department. So in the parade department, they had a, the surprise parade. So I did a lot of the parades at the Magic Kingdom. And then Spectral came in and I was able to do Spectral Magic Parade. So for a while, I was actually in the uh, parade department at Walt Disney World in entertainment. Speaking of things that are no longer here, what Disney World attraction or show do you miss the most that's not there anymore? Oh, man. Uh, I, well, I'll tell you. Attraction, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Like, I love that ride. And I used to love riding it because I used to always say Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is the only ride you can die and go to hell at Walt Disney World. <laughs> so that's my favorite attraction. And uh, a show that I miss a lot is between two shows. One is the Pocahontas show that used to happen at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That was an amazing show. I don't know if you ever heard of it or if you even knew it existed, but um, it was the Pocahontas show. And they had another show called The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I I don't know if that was the official name of The Hunchback Show, but uh, those two shows were well done and before their time. We've been seeing you a lot recently online because they just did the Happily Ever After uh, live vlog stream, the Pandora live stream, even going back to the Rogue One Epcot event. Which of those has been your favorite live stream to host? Uh, my favorite live stream to host, like you, you mentioned some really cool ones. So one of the coolest things I did was for Peach Dragon, that live action movie that came out a couple months ago. They had a preview of the film at Fort Wilderness Campground. So they had it out in the woods and they put the speakers in the trees. And it was also the anniversary of the National Parks of America. So they had some rangers out there. They had some games for everybody. But then we got to watch the movie out in the woods. And a lot of that film takes place in the woods. And Oaks Fagley, who played Pete, was there too. So I got to interview him. So that was really, really neat to be out in the woods at night watching Pete's dragon out in the dark. And then my favorite, of course, because I'm a big Star Wars fan, I do Star Wars Celebration, was when we turned Spaceship Earth into the Death Star. And we had Mads Mikkelsen, who was Galen Erso, the main person who created the Death Star. I got to interview him right at Spaceship Earth as they turned Spaceship Earth into the Death Star and had it shoot its beam to blow up a squadron of X-Wing fighters. 
All right. Do you still find time to do your stand-up comedy? Uh, you know, I do not find any time to do my stand-up comedy. Thanks for asking, though, because I still love it. It's still my first love. But the good news is I don't have time anymore. Stand-up comedy takes a lot of time. You know, you're traveling a lot. You, I used to tour a lot of Florida. Um, so I would go to uh, Thonota Sassa. From Thonota Sassa, I would go to Port St. Lucie. So there's a lot of driving involved and not a lot of pay. It's really for the passion of doing it. But fortunately, doing Inside Disney Parks and doing a lot of these conventions, the time for my stand-up has gotten really short. I do miss it, but it's a good thing to have to be too busy and not have to do stand-up. So you don't have the time to travel for stand-up anymore, but you did just do some traveling recently. You were going around to different cities promoting Pandora, the world of Avatar, as, let me get this correct, ace field expert Jonathan Freeman? Oh man, Jason, you're doing your homework, man. You're good, yes. Jonathan Freeman, this was unique for uh, Disney marketing. They've never done anything like this before. So before Pandora opened, probably about uh, three weeks before, I went on tour to different states, New York, Philadelphia, different places, and I did radio and television. So with me was an actor that played an ultimate Disney fan. So they knew everything coming from the summer that wasn't Pandora. So they knew about Pixar Live, they knew about the new fireworks show, they knew about what was happening at um, you know Rivers of Light. So they knew all that stuff. So my job as Jonathan Freeman, I was actually born on Pandora. So I had a cool backstory. I was born on Pandora and I had traveled 4.4 light years to Earth to get people excited about coming to Pandora with my company that I worked for, which was Alpha Centauri Expeditions. So my character was anchored that Pandora was a real physical place. And I would talk about the attractions like they were real things. That was a lot of fun. So that's what I did. I went around to different states, TV and radio, talking about the food. And they weren't rides for me. They were actually expeditions that the Navi had worked with Ace so humans could experience the natural beauty of Pandora in the Valley of Moara. That sounds really cool. Did you actually go on these attractions at some point? I did. I did probably about three weeks talking about Pandora before I actually visited Pandora myself. And that's a good testament to the show director and some of the people I've met, some of the marketing people really tried to tell me what I would be seeing so I can convey that. But I did finally, before the final week of my tour, I got to visit Pandora. I got to ride Navi River Journey, which for Jonathan, it wasn't called the Navi River Journey. It was a sacred ride on a reed raft down the Caspavan River, where you could encounter the Shaman of Songs. So that's what I would say. Or Jonathan would say the Navi and the Pandora Conservation Initiative would allow you to sync up to your own avatar so you can ride on the back of an Ikran or a mountain banshee because most Navi have to do that to show that they're a warrior and you get to experience that. So I got to do both of those expeditions and I got to tell you, uh, Jason, have you ridden on the back of a banshee in Pandora? Not yet. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, it's a moving experience. It's an experience like I've never experienced before and I've ridden everything at Walt Disney World. I host inside Disney parks. I've been to Disneyland to host things there. I've ridden every ride at Walt Disney World and this ride is amazing. They've incorporated everything. The way they do it is perfect. And you really believe, if you walk into Pandora and you let go of reality and you believe that you're on a different planet, by the time you ride on the back of a banshee, you're going to shed a tear because you are feeling like you are literally on another planet. That's how good it is, I'm telling you. You're really upselling that for me right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It is good. It's an experience. Jason, a lot of times, you know, people compare it to soaring. And have you ridden soaring before, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's like soaring, but it's not like soaring. 
I mean, it's 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 so much more than soaring. It's like if they made soaring in 2032. That's the best way I can put it. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you might want to talk about comedy-wise or stuff in the future? Well, comedy-wise, I'll tell you, listeners, um, I do a lot of Star Wars spoofs that I've done for Star Wars Celebration, and I also put them on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is LOL, the number four, Mark Daniel. So on YouTube, LOL, the number four, Mark Daniel. I got all my comedy stuff up there. I also put a lot of the live streams I've done in the past. And my channel, every two weeks, I try to upload a new video of just me saying hi to people. So go follow me there to get some more jokes. And some of my stand-ups on there, too. So make sure you check that out. And you can follow me at lol Mark daniel on Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. No comedy coming up uh, anytime soon. But uh, New York Comic Con is coming up, so I'm excited about that. Coming up in October. Now, on your Instagram, you do this thing called With Mark Daniel. Are you still planning on doing more of With Mark Daniel? And can you tell everyone what that is? Okay, so with Mark Daniel, it's just a little silly thing. It's uh, I used to like when uh, in the news they say, this is so-and-so, and they name their name, and they give the station call signs. So as a little joke, it just started off where I would just have a little video, and I'd say, all right, welcome to Standing on the Corner with Mark Daniel. And I film me on the corner, and I go, and this has been Standing on the Corner with Mark Daniel. And it's like not even a minute long. So I started putting all those together and people started liking them and they wanted to see more. So uh, you can binge watch. Season one is a minute long. Season two is about a minute, 15 seconds. So you can binge watch in, in three minutes. And um, just kind of like Europe, you know, Disney dude in two. It's quick. People have short attention spans. So that's what it is. So uh, I am working on a Walt Disney World edition of With Mark Daniel. So uh, I actually met the blue man with Mark Daniel. I actually met BB-8. Like BB-8, who was in The Force Awakens. I met him. He rolled by. He said hi to me. So different things happen. So I'm looking to do a season three will be a Walt Disney World edition of With Mark Daniels. So right now I'm in talks to see if I can do it officially or unofficially. I mean, that sounds really cool. If you haven't seen his mannequin challenge videos back when that was a thing, uh -huh. you did some fantastic unofficial Disney World mannequin challenge videos. Yeah, I did. I did. I did one with the cast of Indiana Jones, which I thought uh, that was a lot of fun. And I did another one with the cast of The Descendants 2. That's coming to uh, could be Disney Channel or Disney XD or Freeform. I don't know but it's Disney. <laughs> that one he did with the Descendants one is incredible because not only do you have the people in the movie right there, you have everyone in the background on Main Street USA standing still. And that was that was not easy to do. And that is a testament to how awesome the people are. When you're at Walt Disney World, it's a lot of fun. And that's why I love when I get the chance to do the warm up for the Christmas Day Parade. People are so happy. They want to have a good time. And the fact that so many people played along and the whole front part of Main Street USA didn't move, that was awesome. And I, it went viral and I didn't put myself in it. And my wife was like, why didn't you put your face in it? Uh, but I filmed it, so I'm not in it, but it went everywhere. Even it was even on ABC, even ABC was using it. So I was, I'm pretty proud of that, even though no one knew that Mark Daniel thought of that and shot it. That's awesome. Uh, let's do some rapid fire Disney questions now. Okay. What's your favorite Disney park? Disney's Animal Kingdom, because I opened it and it's beautiful. Favorite Disney World snack? Uh, it's a cinnamon pretzel, but the pretzel has cream cheese inside of it. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's so delicious. Uh, favorite Disney ride? Of course, I said it before, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's gone, but I can go to Disneyland and ride it. Favorite nighttime show? The new show, Happily Ever After. It's amazing. The projections are so realistic. You think the characters are in the castle coming out to say hi to you. 
Your favorite Disney character? My favorite Disney character would be Baloo, because I always used to want to hang with him from Jungle Book. He's cool, and he won't take me back to the Man Village, because they'll make a man out of me. Um, Come on, keep them coming, Jason. Keep them coming. I love it. Just make stuff up. Favorite Orlando theme park? I'm biased. I have to say Walt Disney World. But my second favorite is uh, is the other one because I like magic. That's all I can say. <laughs> keep my job at Inside Disney Parks. <laughs> one more rapid fire question. Favorite fan Disney podcast host? I would say uh, the Disney dude in two, Jason, is probably my favorite right now. Yeah. That happens to be my favorite, too. That's really it. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Well, you know what, Jason? Thank you for asking me to be on this. This has been a lot of fun. I love Walt Disney World. I loved your rapid fire questions because I love talking about Disney and things I love. And I can tell you do, too. So if you ever need me back on again to talk about anything new or just uh, some more rapid fire questions, I'm your guy. I had a great time. Thank you very much, Jason. And uh, hello to all your listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud so you can stay up to date with everything Disney. Follow me on Twitter at DisneyDude. My name is Jason, and I'll see you in the two. See See ya! So my wife and I went in, and we had to do this monorail voiceover. So I had to say express, and I'm I'm like, I do voiceovers. My wife doesn't. She's next to me, and I'm like, well, I'm a professional, so I'll start reading. So I start reading it. And I, instead of saying express monorail, I say express. And she starts giggling. I didn't realize I said express. So I'm like, the express monorail system. And she's giggling. I'm looking over and I'm like, what are you giggling for? I'm a professional. And she's like, you said express. <laughs> we just started laughing about that. It was something to give to us as a gift. So we were just having fun with it. But there I was thinking I was this big professional voiceover artist for Walt Disney World saying express. <laughs>